The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Basically, Overadker has defended a tweet about the release of Emily Hand that has resulted in intense criticism from Israel's foreign minister going so far as to call for Ireland's ambassador to Israel to attend for a dressing down. Joining me to discuss this further is Shona Murray, who is Europe correspondent for Euronews, and Richard Boyd Barrett, People Before Profit TD for Dunleary. We'll get the uh, political reaction from Richard Boyd Barrett in one second. Before that, Shona, remind us of what the Taoiseach said and what happened thereafter. So the Taoiseach uh, made a statement after the relief and the release of uh, Emily Hand, a nine-year-old Irish-Israeli citizen who was held captive by Hamas. And he said in the start of the uh, statement that a, a, an innocent child who was lost has now been found and returned. And it was a biblical reference um but he also went on to say that a little girl was snatched from her home, held captive for almost seven weeks. She spent her ninth birthday as a hostage. We hope she'll heal and recover from the traumatic experience in the loving embrace of her family. But it was the first part that really uh, has created a huge controversy in Israel because they feel that they don't really acknowledge that this was a biblical reference, and that it was a sort of a philosophical line. They say that the Taoiseach is essentially undermining uh, the trauma and the sort of depravity of what happened on October 7th. Um, and then we had the president of Israel, Isaac Herzog, saying that what the Taoiseach said was unacceptable because it didn't fully, obviously, um, iterate what had happened to, to Emily and all the other hostages and the people murdered as well by Hamas. And I've spoken to people in Israel today and they, I mean, even when you put to them the biblical reference, the fact that the statement itself is fulsome, it talks about the painful grief of her family, the fact that, you know, the Taoiseach himself met Tom Hand, her father in Ireland. It, it, it points to her being taken hostage on more than one occasions. The fact that they had uh, discovered she was alive, which was a you know tremendous joy and a surprise, because as we know, her father initially had thought she'd been murdered. So, I mean, to me, I mean, to many people, this the statement looks full, but I think it was the fact that he tweeted only the first part on Saturday night, which has caused an outrage. Now, speaking to some sources close to the Taoiseach, he believes that this is um, a targeting of him because Ireland has been one of the countries that has been critical of Israel's um, offensive in Gaza, uh, its military offensive and the sort of high number of casualties and civilian deaths, including uh, little boys and girls, little children. Um, because as we know also, uh, Anton, two other countries are, are receiving a dressing down, Belgium and Spain today because of um, the prime ministers there, Prime Minister Sanchez and de Croo, which also called for Israel to respect international humanitarian law. But Oh, I think we've lost the line there to Shona Murray. We'll, we'll try to re-establish connection uh, and get the, the remainder of what Shona was going to say. In, in advance of that, though, Richard Boyd Barrett is with us. He's People Before Profit TD for Don Leary. Richard, are, are the Israelis justified in calling in the Irish ambassador for addressing down after what the Taoiseach said? Absolutely not. Um, but I think it's it really this is uh, another piece of evidence that we are not dealing with a normal state when we're talking about the state of Israel. Uh, they have massacred almost 20,000 people in the last uh, six weeks or so. Uh, they have engaged in a horrendous act of ethnic cleansing of about one million Palestinians displaced from their homes. And, uh, of course, this 
follows years and years of brutal policies of occupation, of ethnic cleansing, of apartheid. Uh, and we're, we are talking about a state that has engaged in what many, many uh, experts are saying is a genocidal attack on the now, people I, of Gaza. I, I, we have obviously had um, the um, Israeli ambassador on the show a number of times. And in response to the kind of things that you are saying, what they will say is they gave warnings to the civilian population so that they were able to move out of the areas where there was going to be a bombardment. That what you have is civilian casualties that are a function of Hamas using people and using areas as human shields and that to characterise that as genocide is a gross disservice to Israel. That's the kind of reaction you tend to get from Israel when, when people say what you are saying. I mean, of course, they're trying to justify the absolutely indefensible. But I think, and it is my view, that we are dealing with a completely rogue state and in the same way as we eventually, the world eventually realized that apartheid South Africa was a regime that had no place in in the civilized world of nations, I think we need to realize Israel is in the same bracket. Well, if that's the case, is there not an argument then that you can make that says, well, if the Taoiseach knows how volatile the response can be from uh, the Israeli political system, that he should have chosen his words much more carefully so as not to give them grist to their mill. No, I don't. I think it's it's the opposite. Israel has been given impunity for years and years and years of crimes against humanity. I mean, let's remember, before October the 7th, we had pretty much every human rights organization in the world of of note, Amnesty, Human Rights Watch, the UN Special Rapporteur on the Middle East, Uh, the UN Human Rights Council, all saying that Israel was guilty for years and years and years of crimes against humanity. And uh, we've seen that in in the most horrendous fashion over the last five or six weeks, where they have slaughtered, massacred uh, nearly 20,000 people. And I, I, I hope that this will be a moment where people wake up and realise this state is an absolute barbaric entity. Tell you what, Richard, I know it is a difficult thing to do and I don't mean it in any way to sound uh, facetious or minimising of of what you've outlined. Setting aside the context in which this happens, fundamentally what we are talking about is a little girl who was snatched by terrorists and held for a period of 50 days in what must have been the most awfully traumatic situation. In that context, is there legitimacy in Israel saying that the notion that that is characterised as being lost and found greatly minimises the horror that she went through? No, I don't, because let's remember that Israel have thousands of hostages, including hundreds of children, Palestinian children, that they have kept in prison, most of them without trial uh, and that follows years and years of killing Palestinians with impunity, of ethnic cleansing. Even as we speak, there's settler violence of illegal settlers uh, attacking Palestinian villages. Uh, so what we are dealing with is a state that is built on uh, ethnic cleansing and apartheid. And I, I think trying to sort of justify in any way what it has done over the last number of weeks is 
quite frankly, outrageous. No, but to separate the two, not to justify what, what Israel has done what, or, or what you characterise them as having done, in relation just to the release of the hostages, the notion that a small child who has been victimised as she has, the notion of somebody who has been kidnapped by terrorists, was the, was the Taoiseach not at best clumsy in using phraseology like lost? No, I, do, I, I think he hasn't been harsh enough in uh, in his criticism of Israel. I mean, I, I am of okay. the view, and indeed we put this forward in the doll, that we should expel the Israeli am- ambassador, we should break off all diplomatic, uh, economic, and other relations with the state of Israel for the crimes that it is committing, that it has committed over the last number of weeks. Um, and of course, hostage-taking or violence of any type is absolutely horrible, but the real context for all of this is the fact that Israel has been committing on an ongoing basis absolutely horrendous crimes against the Palestinian people for okay. years. I want to go back to Shona Murray because one of the things that Shona was saying before the line dropped was that this had been a biblical illusion. I think it's, is it Luke ten fifteen the the parable of the um, prodigal son? Does that make it any better, Shona? Because the parable, uh, the parable of the, of the prodigal child returning is somebody who had gone effectively to nefarious dark side and then had had a, a moment of redemption. That's not any closer to the experience of Emily Hand than being literally lost and found, is it? Yeah, it's Luke fifteen eleven. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Um, yeah. Um, I'm not a theologian, but um, maybe you could uh, say the interpretation of that was clumsy because, as you mentioned there, it was the the prodigal son who went away um, for various reasons and came back. But I think his was that, he, you know, he's alive again, lost and found, being that we all thought that Emily Hand was dead, including her father. So um, there was a clumsiness there, but that at the start of the statement, you know, but if you look through the rest of the statement, he does refer on several occasions to the to the horror of what she went through and the pain and grief of what her family went through and the fact that she'd been taken hostage. And so um, I think the, the Israeli problem is that he, he appears to be minimising what she went through. And, you know, I think if you look at picture in the round, you know, the, the Irish government uh, has been very clear when it comes to the barbarity of what happened on October 7th. And um, the Taoiseach met with her father and family when she came over to Dublin alongside the president and so on. So the Irish position hasn't been to minimise what they went through. And I think, you know, then, well, as I said, speaking to some government sources, they believe that this is a targeting of Leo Radker because he has been one of the countries that has come out to say that the international humanitarian law should be adhered to and that there was an excessive number of civilian casualties alongside, like I said, Alexander de Croo, the Prime Minister of Belgium, and Pedro Sanchez, Prime Minister of Spain, who both said that the suffering of people in Gaza has to stop and the war needs to end. Because as we know, right now, even though the hostages are being released and there is something of a quote-unquote humanitarian pause, um, it's likely Israel will soon resume um, its operation. And there is public support for that, Anton. I'm just back from Jerusalem. Um, There is very, very high public support. There isn't very much acknowledgement in Israel at all about what is happening in Gaza because they see it as a necessary evil to get the hostages back. Um, So um, some countries in the EU are going to face the reprimand from the Israelis over it. And that's really the position is, even though if you look at it on paper, 
all we're saying, all the government is saying and all these people are saying is adhering to international humanitarian law, which is essentially minimising civilian casualties. When, in fact, as Pedro Sanchez has said, that's not what we've seen because we've seen so many children dying. Can you explain one aspect of the strategic thinking in this to me, Shona, in that we saw Israel using their embassies to bring in journalists to show them the footage of what occurred on October the 7th, which which was a clear and, and open aim to try to convince people to their cause and to remind people of the wrongs that were done to Israel. So there is some sense of trying to win international support. How does this kind of reaction fit with that? Whether or not you feel legitimately aggrieved, does dressing down international ambassadors win people to your side? I mean, that's a really important question because um, perhaps it does in their mind. Um, I, I guess they feel from an American point of view and a Western point of view that governments are at least silently and in the case of Ireland, Spain and Belgium and Luxembourg and others publicly criticising Israel. We know that, for example, the US has been putting pressure on Israel to moderate, quote unquote, from what I'm hearing from the White House, uh, its positions in Gaza and essentially saying to them, look, you can continue the war to annihilate Hamas, which is the language they use, if you try to uh, minimise the civilian casualties. Israel doesn't really feel it needs to do that because the public support is there for this offensive. Like Lots of people have said to me, you know, in the prime minister's office and so on, off record, you know, we're surprised, but Israeli public support is actually behind this. Whereas in the past, in other major offensives where we've seen huge uh, civilian casualties, the Israeli public in some ways have come out and said that this is excessive. So Israel, does, the Israeli government doesn't need its own people on board. It needs the international community on board. And in that, the European Union. And and it's interesting that they recognise those countries because they're small. I mean, Ireland's a small country, Belgium's a small country, Spain not so much. But they are the ones who are speaking out. Whereas broadly speaking, the, you know, the European Commission uh, under Ursula von der Leyen, Germany, Hungary, the Czech Republic, they're very much on the side of Israel unequivocally. Shona, <coughs> Shona Murray, thank you very much. That's Shona Murray, Europe correspondent for Euronews. And before Shona, Richard Boyd Barrett, TD for People Before Profit uh, for Dun- the Dunleary constituency. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance. Weekdays at 9 a.m. on News Talk.